The Florida Gators take on the Vanderbilt Commodores tomorrow at noon. And Florida should win this game handedly, but what do they have to do to do that? We're going to talk about it here only on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday, thankfully. I'm Brandon Olson. Twitter is WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I gotta say, I'm excited for the game. I'll say that, but before we even talk about that game, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. But now talking about this game, there's not a ton of things that Florida needs to do to win this game. I, I, I'll be completely honest with you. Offensively, I have two things. Defensively, I have one because I really think that this is one of those games where Florida's clearly the better football team, roster-wise, better football team. Schematically, better football team, although I will say Vanderbilt's not bad schematically. They just don't have the talent yet. We'll see if Clark Lake can get it done. But offensively, I think the biggest thing has to be run that mother trucker. Like It's as simple as that. You've got someone... You've got an offense that is good at running the ball. No matter who you're facing, your offense is pretty good at running the ball. And I say pretty good um, kind of sarcastically. They're damn good at running the football. That's what they do. And I know that a lot of people love seeing running the football as much as you know analytics or throw the ball every time. There comes a point where if you run the ball enough and you punch them in the mouth enough, you're going to win a lot of games because teams just don't want to deal with that. And I, when you look at just this matchup, whether it's on paper or schematically, in any matchup for the Florida Gators offensive line and in any variation, I mean, usually left guard to right guard, that interior stays the same, but left tackle, right tackle, I don't care what your combination is of Richard Garage, Michael Tarquin, Austin Barber. Uh, in any combination of that, Florida's offensive line should just straight up dog Vanderbilt's front. I know yesterday I spoke a lot about how Vanderbilt's pass rush is relatively weak and that they don't generate a lot of pressure. And then when they do, they don't finish the plays often. I don't even care about that. Florida should win that battle handedly. And even if they do give up some pressure, I I feel like Vanderbilt's not really going to be able to finish those plays because of Anthony Richardson's mobility and escapability in the pocket. But when you're looking at the run game, when you say... Hey, Osiris, run downhill. When, when you say, hey, anybody on this offensive line, run downhill, block downhill, put him in the dirt, the Gators are going to be able to do that. Like, that's how much they should win this. They Physically, they are just much more dominant than Vanderbilt is. And that I know that surprises nobody. Like, we all know that that's what should happen. But I feel like it's something that should be said because it's true. But um, 
yeah, I mean, just on the ground, just run the ball, you'll win the game. Simple as that. It's going to be 30 degrees. Fine. You don't want to throw the ball. It's cold, whatever it is. Just run the ball. It's really as easy as that, Billy Napier. Cut me my check because I just gave you the, the strategy to win. Run the damn ball. Um, but when you do throw the ball, I think it might be Slick Ricky season. Slick Ricky, Pretty Ricky, whatever you want to call him. It's Ricky Pearsall season. Uh, Xavier Henderson, out. Justin Shorter, just now returning from an injury that caused two games. Also, let alone Ricky Pearsall, I'll say this. I think as far as playing wide receiver, Ricky Pearsall is the most talented receiver on this Florida Gators team. Um, I think as far as, you know, being a route runner, creating separation, actually reeling in the ball, getting in the end zone, Ricky Pearsall is the best one. Run after catch, Ricky Pearsall. Making contested catches, yeah, you can give that one to Justin Shorter. But for the most part, Ricky Pearsall is the most talented wide receiver on this team. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a hot take. Maybe, maybe people don't accept that yet, but when you watch the film, it's Ricky Pearsall. Uh, but one thing that even more enticing for Florida when you throw the ball. When I say throw to Ricky Pearsall, slot receivers against Vanderbilt in recent weeks have had field days. And that is something where it's like, well, if you're giving up those big plays to, I don't want to say not talented slot receivers because I feel like that's very dismissive and I don't want to be dismissive. But if you're giving up solid plays pretty consistently to a slot receiver you're probably not gonna have a super good time uh even against kentucky their leading receiver tavian robinson five catches 49 yards he's a slot guy okay so you look at week 11 we'll say most recently you'll like at week 10 against south carolina who florida just demolished uh the interior got it done a lot jaheem bell austin Sodner, nate adkins all got it done on the inside, uh, South Carolina doesn't go with a lot of 13 personnel. I don't usually have a, uh, a slot receiver because they're one of those teams that uses multiple tight ends like Florida does. So sometimes the slot receiver just doesn't get involved as much as, uh, as much as other teams They go more spread it out style, like the modern college football or modern football in general. But looking against Missouri, Dominic Lovett had four catches against them. It was just uh, Barrett Bannister had two catches. They combined for 49 yards. So slot receivers, they haven't done a ton yardage-wise. I think that's more so the receivers that they faced. Um, but, I mean, Brock Bowers played more snaps at slot than he played any other position against Vanderbilt. He had four catches for 15 yards. Darnell Washington played in the slot quite a bit. Uh, he had four catches for 78 yards. The slot was where they feasted. Uh, Karis Jackson, two catches, 35 yards against Vanderbilt. It's a trend where Vanderbilt does not do a good job of stopping the slot receiver. That happens. But when you have someone as talented as Ricky Pearsall, like Ricky Pearsall is an NFL receiver. He will be. I know. I don't know if he will be this year because he could declare he could come back. But talent-wise, Ricky Pearsall is an NFL receiver, and there's no doubt about that in my mind. So when you've got Vanderbilt and you want to throw the ball, Throw it to Slick Ricky, because I promise you, best results probably going to come from doing that one. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash in a single game. 
I didn't make money last weekend because you guys know I do one bet per week with Underdog, and um, I took Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, and Spencer Rattler rushing yards because you have to take people from different teams. You can't just do three people from the same team. Otherwise, I do Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne. Um, Spencer Rattler didn't didn't run the ball, but this week Anthony Richardson, Montreal Johnson, and Mike Wright will not let me down. I am going to take the higher rushing number for all of them, and I'm going to win. Promise you. I don't promise you, but I, I'm going to win. I'm speaking it into existence. Underdog, fantastic platform. I love their share. I just love the aste- the aesthetically pleasing like share screen they have. It's dope. Sign up with the promo code locked on, and the underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, and you get another $100 free. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And I mentioned this earlier in the show. I have one thing you need to do to beat Vanderbilt or to handle Vanderbilt's offense. And it is contain Mike Wright. And I don't just mean, oh, slow him down. Don't let him, you know, don't let him run the read option. Don't let him uh, scramble on you. No, you need to do it all. Because Mike Wright, I get it. He's not the best passer on the planet. He's not the most skilled. But he he's tough. <laughs> like I'll let you know, he's tough. He he doesn't get sacked often. He gets pressured a good bit. Doesn't get sacked often. He's been pressured 48 42 times. He's only been sacked twice. That's a fantastic ratio. Part of that being his mobility. He's great at extending the pocket. He's great at extending plays and he's great at creating plays on the ground. He's done that consistently all season. He's not going to stop doing it now, but you have to contain him. He's shown the ability to actually win games passing the ball. Not not a ton, but to win games passing the ball. One thing that he does, he doesn't turn the ball over often. He's got three interceptions on the year. Two of them have come in the past two weeks. For most of the season, he didn't throw interceptions, period. So he does a great job of taking care of the ball. Even if his passes are inaccurate, they're usually not catchable by the defense. So there's that where he, he can take care of the football. He can do that. He does what so many teams do when they're thought of as a lesser program. It's like, hey, guess what? We're going to run the football. We're going to take care of the football. When we do throw the football, we're just not going to turn it over. And we're going to play solid defense. He does his part. He does his part. He runs the football very well. He takes care of the football. When he's throwing the football, he doesn't give the football to the other team. He does a great job of that. And then you look at him, and that's all passing. You look at him as a runner, and he creates plays, whether it's a scrambler or design carries. He creates these extra plays. He's got over 400 rushing yards. We're going to ignore sack yardage here because that's so stupid that sack yardage counts towards rushing yardage uh, in college. That's one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen. Um, it, it just is. But running the football, he's he's a big reason they beat Kentucky last week. He ran all over them. He had 127 rushing yards last week. Of that, 31 came on two scrambles. He doesn't scramble a ton, he, but also when he scrambles, he is the kind of quarterback that's kind of looking to make a play somewhere. Not usually looking deep downfield, but he's usually looking to make a play, throw the ball away, whatever it is. He's not someone who, you know, is just going to be like, oh, people there, I'm running. He's not Emory Jones in that way. What he does is he runs, he extends the play, and he looks for some of the pass to, check down to, whatever it might be. Uh, but when he does take off, he can take off running. Like I said, 
two two scrambles last week, 31 yards on the season. He's got 13 scrambles for 86 rushing yards. Looking at actual design plays, which for the most part, yes, his own read, um, read option, whatever you want to call it, he operates those and he is damn good at it. Uh, he's had 32 design runs, whether it's, again, Zone read, read option, QB draw, QB power, QB sweep. We've seen all these things with Anthony Richardson. Mike Wright's got almost 400 yards on those. He's averaging over 10 yards per carry on designed rushes. It's insane. He's a freak. No other way around it. But how do you contain someone like that? One, you need to have a spy out there on pretty much every play. If you're playing man coverage, you can't play four rushing linemen with five men in coverage in man coverage with two safeties over top. Now that's something that Mike Wright means you can't do because he will run all over you. Simple as that. You have to have more, more cover one, probably if you're going to be playing man where you've got one safety over top, five men playing man coverage underneath, you've got a spy and then you've got your four rushers. Okay. That's that's how you're going to have to do it. Um, so that, that's if you want to play cover one. If you want to play any of the zones, it's a bit easier because you don't necessarily have to spy. You just have to have someone in their zone that their responsibility is, hey, keep your eyes on Mike Wright in the backfield and make a play if he starts to run out. We've seen Amari Bernie be fantastic at that. Like Amari Bernie has cooked on that. He's gotten sacks from that because he just closed the gap, closes the distance so quickly. So Amari Bernie's the guy that I would want to be the spy here. Uh, and your ends need to contain. That's something where throughout this season, not in recent weeks, but throughout most of this season, when the Gators have given up uh, a big play to a quarterback on the ends, you you saw it a lot against uh, Tennessee, happened a couple times. It's often not, oh, he's just such a good runner. It's usually one of the ends took too much of an inside angle. Because, and we're going to do this where I, I get a little descriptive with it, but if you're, if I'm playing end in any defense, if I'm just on an edge defender and the quarterback has the ball, if I'm rushing the passer, I can't do inside moves. Like I can't rip inside and go towards the guard because guess what? That quarterback's going to run right outside. I've got to contain my edge and I've got to keep him. I got to stay outside. I can't let him get outside. If he wants to step up into the pocket, that's not my responsibility. That's not, it's a, like I, as stupid as it might sound to go, that's not your problem. It's I'm doing my job. I'm not letting him get outside my outside shoulder. That's the biggest thing you cannot let happen, Mike, right? Cause he will torch your entire defense. So you cannot let him get to the outside of my outside shoulder, whatever side you're on can't get to the outside of the outside shoulder. If I'm on an end, anything that happens in inside that, that, that's on the interior defensive lineman and whoever's got spy responsibility. But too often, we've seen, and it happened with Prince Liam and Miel, and, and, he, and he talked about it too in one of the press conferences a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, like it's happened before where I'll do a rip, and then I think it was against Tennessee specifically. He's like, I'll do a rip move, and then once I did the rip, Hendon Hooker rolled out. And he's like, or I'll just try to bull rush inside, and I'll be a little too inside. And Hendon Hooker rolled out. And it was plays like that 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 kill a team because they shouldn't happen. But they do happen, but they shouldn't happen. And it happens far too often for Florida. Hasn't happened in recent weeks. But again, you haven't really played running quarterbacks. You've played against Spencer Rattler, who can run. He is a bit mobile. He is a bit agile. 
but he's not looking to run. However, that that's that's all you have to do for defense, by the way. You just have to worry about Mike Wright. I'm not concerned about the rest of this Vanderbilt team. What I will say, speaking of running quarterbacks, Florida does something with Anthony Richardson that I love so much. And it's a couple things, really, they do so much that I love. And I cannot wait to talk about it because I've got the art. I've got the play art drawn up. But first, before we get about that, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Nugenics. So I don't know about you, but the effect that time has on a human being, or at least me, maybe I'm the weird one, or time has a bot has an effect on my body, my mentality, and honestly, it just it just drums on sometimes, you know. Maybe maybe some of you are getting a dad bod, feeling a little bit less like your old self. Like I've, I've mentioned before, like I've played I played football for a few years uh, after college, and let me tell you, now I'm I'm 26, about to be 27. I do not move how I moved when I was 22. It's just not how it works. I don't have enough time to work out now. I, I don't have the energy that I used to have. I, I love naps now. It's it's that. It's just that. Like I, I love naps. I'm tired. It's it's not the same as it used to be. But if you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, by the way. And give you that little edge, help you look and feel like the man that you want to be. Text college to 231-231 and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, which, by the way, their most powerful fat incinerator ever for free. Text college to 231-231. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about something that Florida does that I love because it's one of those things where when you're, when you're game planning for just any football game, whether it's college, professional, high school, whatever it is, one of the things that you like to do, make plays, especially from the offensive side of the ball, make plays look the same, but have different purposes. And by that, like we're, we're going we're gonna to pull this up in just a second so I can show you exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about something that I love, and Neil Boswell, if you're here, you finally get to see it. Split zone read here. Uh, split zone read is something that I love very much. It's one of my favorite concepts in football. It is essentially running the read option. I'm, I'm going to hit play for you here while we do it. But it, it's the read option with, and for those listening, I will try to describe it as good as I can. You got the quarterback in the backfield, the running back to his right. You have the tight end on or behind the line of scrimmage to the left of the left tackle. Okay, you could do it from an H-back or whatever. This is just in this in this illustration. It's the left of the left tackle. He's just offset. You run that read option. And the tight end... Whole O-line blocks towards the left. Tight end runs behind the offensive line. He never crosses the line of scrimmage. And then he blocks that unblocked end, or he can run right past that unblocked end. And if you're watching this, you're about to see, he can run right past that unblocked end and become a lead blocker down the field, which is what we saw Jonathan Odom do um, against Texas A&M. Jonathan Odom did that where he ignored the at the read man that Anthony Orson read because he came way too far to the inside of the field and Anthony Orson just ran to the outside of him. So Jonathan Odom saw that happening and was like, okay, I'm going to block downfield. And it led to a 61-yard rushing touchdown from Anthony Richardson. It was an insane play, great play by Jonathan Odom, great play design. We saw success with it consistently uh, in 2021 with Dan Mullen, Emory Jones, and Anthony Richardson, all three of them. Well, obviously, both of them found success actually doing it, and Dan Mullen found a ton of success calling the play where 
it, and again, it's just like a read option where if the DN just stands up, then you just hand the ball off and he's just getting blocked by the tight end anyway. But it's just like the read option, except if Anthony Richardson keeps the ball, he's got a lead blocker now. That creates a whole different, whole whole different situation and a whole different scenario that if you're a defender will throw fits for you. Because especially like you could see it in the illustration if you're in the illustration. I didn't change much of the defense. Linebackers are probably going to slide a little bit to the inside when they're making their read steps. If you're doing that, if you're at the mesh point, they're probably going to make a little bit of a step towards that side that the whole offensive line is blocking. Because when you're on defense, you're taught, and and when you're in the front at least, or at least how I was taught, was if the offensive line is shifting to the left, and like you snap the ball, they're moving to the left, I'm supposed to move with the offensive line and sift through traffic. So linebackers take a step or two, and that's all you need if you're Anthony Richardson. They're not catching you at that point. The huge majority of linebackers will not catch you if they step to the opposite side of the field and you get an angle to the outside. So that's that's even why in this little play art, safety's not moving. I'm, I'm assuming that Anthony Richardson and I will run everybody. He's just running through because that's what they do. That's split zone read. And if you just see a play where where the quarterback doesn't run the read option and he's just he's ha- clearly handing it off the entire time and you still see that tight end come back, that's just split zone. That's all that is. Um, so just know that's the best concept. That's the best running concept in football. Maybe maybe aside from counter, maybe aside from counter, but then you have boot slide, which boot slides a passing play. Obviously, split zone read is a running play. Boot slides a passing play. And we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, Hayden Hansen, who's here every Wednesday, he talked about it. Noah Keeter loves running it. Noah Keeter's the one that scored on it during the spring game. Boot slide is, is the same thing as split zone read, but it's a pass play where you're running that little mesh point. You got tight end running from behind the offensive line. He never crosses the line of scrimmage. This is not a drag. He's running behind the offensive line, never crosses the line of scrimmage. You got your quarterback rolling to the right, and while your quarterback's rolling to the right, he can just check it down to your tight end. It's usually free yardage. A lot of times, a corner or the farthest edge man that's not the read man will come flying in. You're still usually leaving that guy unblocked, or at least how I was taught to run this play, is leaving that end unblocked so that he's still thinking, maybe this is a run, maybe this is read option. And if he steps in and you just duck duck that ball out real quick to the tight end, that's a massive play for your offense. So it's one of my favorite plays. You see it happening so frequently now in, in all stages of modern football. Um, Cincinnati does it a lot, or at least did it a lot. Mike Denbrock with LSU does it a lot. That's what that uh, Mason Taylor, I believe is his name, that freshman. Uh, that That's his role right now. Oftentimes is as that tight end, he's just like, hey, I'm just, I'm just catching dink and dunk passes and I'm running upfield with it because I'm an athlete. That's something that Florida does that I love so much, and that's what Billy Napier has learned throughout his tenure. That's what he's developed, and that's what he's become, where, yeah, he's doing the same thing, or at least he's running a very similar play, but there's a very different outcome, and that's it. You just need those minor twitches, minor changes to create massive plays. That's what Billy Napier's been working on. He's been adding in it in recent weeks. You'll see it continue to happen. And it's going to be glorious as this team gets better at it because last year's team was great at it. This year's team, pretty good at it. They haven't run it often, but pretty good at it. Next year, I'd imagine they're going to be phenomenal at it. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back later. John Garcia is joining me to talk about recruiting, obviously. For your second listen, 
Check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.